With the first pick in the 2008 WNBA draft, the Los Angeles Sparks select Candace Parker. With the first pick in the 2011 WNBA draft, the Minnesota Lynx select Maya Moore from the University of Connecticut. going on everybody welcome back to another episode of rebel edition this is our bi-weekly w pod hosted by sports ethos and outlet pass i'm your host bailey this time we have no Corey or carissa it's just akil and i for our second week episode akil what's going on not much man um i'm usually used to hearing Corey do the intro yeah it's a little oh, different like i said me and him have different styles it's a it's a little different you have a way different flow you have yeah. like you have way more of like the late night dj radio kind of vibe you know what i mean like your voice okay. is, your voice is a little more sultry like it's different i rock with it though i'm good I mean, man. and i don't mean this disrespectfully to Corey. Uh, i feel like it's just a little um I want to I want to say less structured. Uh, but, you know, but Cor- then- Corey's is very like I know what he's gonna say, line after line after line after line. <laughs> you know, and and that's no disrespect to him because he's good at what he does, right? And and he knows what he wants to say. But yeah. you, like myself, you kind of just roll with what you got off the top of the dome. That's it. And it is what it is. But yeah, um, I, I've been doing these. I'm preparing these interviews, so I've got different ones you know, like that. So a little bit of practice, you yeah. know, we vibing, but yeah, it's just me and you for this is our, your first time on one of our, uh, yeah, on on one of my Thursdays, we were going to have one that was released, uh, about some Seattle storm speculation, but then everybody signed. Yeah. Uh, so that episode kind of got canned, um, which I get, cause there's nothing to talk about. They all signed. Yeah. Um, but we get to do, we get to do something really, really fun here. Um, so let's, let's talk about it. Um, it's going to be a ton of fun. Yeah. So Akil and I, we're just going to have a little kind of casual conversation. There's not a lot of W news going on right now. The biggest that I can think of is that the Sparks officially introduced Liz Cambage today as the next member of the LA Sparks. She had her press conference went well. I was in there hanging out, listening to what she had to say. Um, but yeah, so we're going to get into a little fun discussion that spawned up last week around this time. Our guy Josh Everly, he tweeted about if you collected career highlights of every star in NBA history and made them into a 10 minute mix for a March Madness style bracket. He asked who your four number one seeds would be. We're taking that and apply it to the W. I tweeted it, got a few responses, put my thoughts out there. We're going to dive into it a little deeper as we you know, just look for any type of content to post out here and have some fun discussions. So how you want to do this? You want to go one at a time? You want to go all four at a time? Let's go one at a time. Let's go one at a time. I'm all right. Guy. So so I'll tell you what, let's do it like this. And in, in a tournament, there's usually like 
a one one seed. There's like there's like one. Yeah, seed. like who's your number one overall seed? Right. There's like four number ones, but there's a number yeah. one. So yeah, but then there's so, number one of the number ones. So who like, is your number one of the number one? I was gonna ask you first. No, I'm asking you first. I've been talking this whole time. Dang. Um, my number one of all of the number ones is Maya Moore. Okay. You want to elaborate on that, or you want me to respond with mine, and then we go from there? Uh, yeah, let's respond with yours, and then we can we can talk about it. Maya would be my choice as well. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. yeah my uh, t- to take a quote from from No Skips with Shea Serrano, Thunderbolts. We actually agree. Exactly. Maya Maya was tough, man. Like it's I get it. She's doing what she's doing, and she's doing a lot of amazing things, but selfishly it's our all one pipe dream as collective w fans is getting maya back in the league to play with the C- with not seattle wow my dream <laughs> to play with the seattle storm uh, but to run it back with the minnesota Lynx because like honestly this year their team would be tough 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 if maya was there uh but man she's just a bucket like it's so easy. My more is like the easiest answer, I think. And and we did the we did the top ranking um players last year. We did our top twenty five during that time and I didn't have her number one. I, I do think there were a few things that she was missing on her resume, if you will. But like in terms of and this this is also very Hard to quantify, but in terms of just being purely talented, she may be the most talented player to ever. Yeah. So, and and that's the thing about like this highlight stuff, right? Like, I don't want to say accolades go out the window, right? Like, but they kind of do in a sense, right? No, they they do. We're just talking about like a highlight tape. Like for me, it's like people who I love watching. Like if I'm scrolling through the YouTube and it's just like, yeah, I need to catch these dudes' highlights or these people's highlights. It's just like, yeah, Maya's at the top of the list. Yeah, no, like my and she could score across the board. She had to handle, get to the rack, drop the three balls, create her own shot. Like she, there was nothing she could not do on the offensive end while also still being a good defender, which obviously goes a long way for me. Like, yeah. yeah, she had she had zero visible flaws in her game as a basketball player. And and on top of that, like, her stats directly led to winning. Her stats directly led to winning, which a lot of people usually hold against certain players. But you can't do that for my – you can't do that for my yeah, – she, exactly. she won at every level. She – arguably the greatest high school player, one of the greatest high school players transitioned to college and won, and then just kept winning in the W. There was a span of like 12 years where every other year Maya Moore and her team won whatever the highest award or championship was for her team to win. Yeah. Maya Moore is a clear cut number one. Yeah. I mean, uh, I remember watching her drop 48 on the dream. I remember watching her kill multiple teams in the playoffs and the finals. Just it didn't matter when or where Maya Moore was going to be the best player on the court. Yeah, I'm with that. All right. So I'll, I'll transition to my next seed. Um, and this this player had a really strong contest for the one one in my book because there's a little bit more 
personal bias here, but uh, I had to go Candace number two. I, I had to go Candace number two. Yeah, hopefully we hopefully we get this breaking up here soon. But CP is my number two as well. Hey, look, it, it it's one thing like we can still discuss though, even though we may agree. Like we can we can still discuss because MVP rookie of the year right out the gate, defensive player of the year a few years ago, doing a lot of things that the W had not seen, that basketball hadn't seen at that point in time. Like yeah. We 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 can talk about we can talk about it like Candace. I think a lot of people would uh, some people would have her one. I think she's definitely a top four seed, regardless of how you look at it, regardless of who you're a fan of or whatever. Like I, I think that's a given. Yeah, her her game kind of speaks for herself, right? Like great score, great defender. Uh, she she really once again can't has zero zero like zero flaws at all. And it's aged gracefully, right? Like, she's getting kind of into this, like, back half of her career. Like, she's not scoring as much. Um, but she's a little bit more of, like, a secondary kind of playmaker now and facilitator. And she's kind of taken on more of a veteran-type role. But she's she's been really good. Like, she's one of the first players I've watched live, of course. Like, I still remember that. LA Sparks Detroit Shock Brawl uh that she was in. And she's like no way she's not number two for me. So yeah, I'm with that, Bailey. Yeah, I mean if you you go back and look at Candace and what she does, you know, she 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 could have been she could have had even more accolades looking at her resume had she not had some injury history, but when she was healthy and at her best, like there was no one doing what Candace does. She's like six, three, six, four. I sometimes even call her six, five. She just looks so very tall, like running the floor, scoring in the post, shooting the perimeter jumper, taking you off the bounce. And, and to me, one of the things that she has that some of the others in my, in my top four do have, but I would say she's the best at is, is playmaking the ball. Throwing yeah, a dime. She's, she's a really good passer. Yeah, like that. And then obviously you have uh, she dunked in a game, which was always cool. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, just Can- Candace has a long list of highlights that don't really have a comp almost, you know, because when she came into the league, she played with Lisa Leslie for a bit. And, you know, Lisa Leslie was a more old school type of forward center in the league. And Candace kind of revolutionized that. And I really think if you look at the impact of players in W history, like Candace's is very large. And we're starting to see that now. I mean, you look at a player like a John Quill Jones or even the sky last year with multifaceted bigs, like all of that's because of Candace being who she is. And all of that also creates highlights that would be, I would say second to none, but probably second to just Maya Moore. Exactly. I, I completely agree. Uh, we'll definitely see it coming in now to the league as well with like bigs and how multifaceted and talented that they're going to be. They're not going to be like your normal post-ups and they're, they're going to be playing out. They're going to be playing with the ball in their hands, making reads, shooting jumpers. And a lot of that, like you said, can be attributed to, to CP. So hopefully we get to spark some debates here soon. 
and I'll go, I'll start with three and we'll just trade off and then you'll start with four. Yeah, uh, I think we'll probably differ here. I think the top two are kind of clear cut. And then from here, because I know my two and then there were some people that disagreed with my two. So, okay. So um, yeah, go ahead and drop what you got. My three is Cynthia Cooper. <laughs> so is that much, yours? So much for disagreeing. Dang it. But I mean, she's, she's my goat. Like just to real quick on my, she's my goat. Um, her she herself has admitted that she didn't play a whole lot of defense, but she was gonna put buckets on everybody. She did the the self proclaimed. <laughs> I love her. It's yeah, like, this, the, the self proclaimed Michael Jordan of the W. Had the W came along, or she been born in a six year time difference, like I I don't know if it would be close. Yeah, like she's she was a like capital B U C K E T bucket like. She could put the ball in the basket with the best of them. And she's one of the few point guards on a dynasty kind of team where you can argue their point guards actually like their best player. Usually they'll be like kind of the the Robin to the Batman, like a Sue's the Robin to Lauren Jackson and now Stewie or whatever. Like you can make a case because she won four finals MVPs that Cynthia Cooper was their best player. Like that case right. is absolutely there with how good Tina Thompson is and everybody else was. Cheryl Swoops. Yeah. Cheryl Swoops, exactly. Uh Swoops too. Um Cynthia Cooper was all that for me. So yeah. I I'm with Cynthia. Wow. I, I really thought we would differ in the last two. Really, really did. Uh but yeah, I mean Cynthia Cooper likes I've I've said multiple times on Twitter, on this pod, in writing, like, I think she is the GOAT. And it's it wouldn't be fair to not have your GOAT in the number one seed. And I think from a strictly highlight perspective, she – and I will say even then, like, some of her highlights are hard to get. They're not as accessible. So that that is also a factor. Yeah, and, and to kind of help her case here, too – she came into the league when she was 34. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like if there's a like if the W comes six years sooner or she's born six years later or whatever, like if something moves by like six or so years, we're having a vast I think she's one one. And I don't think it's a contest. I, I don't I don't blame you, right? Like if she comes into the W in her prime, like at the age of twenty two or whatever. Like it's not it's not close. I mean, you you go four in a row, all your the finals MVP every time, scoring champ, MVP, like she crammed a whole career's worth of accolades, things that some people won't even come close to in their career in four years. And like it just there's I don't I'm there's not really many words left that haven't been used to describe her or her career and you said it best it's like capital b-u-c-k-e-z like just a walking bucket like was just going to go out there and get it and my favorite thing about her is she would tell you about it even now you hear on like podcasts and in interviews and stuff and she'll tell you like i was the baddest somebody on the court every night i suited up and i love that and you can see that if you go back and watch and that is also a factor that to me weighed in on this so so far, we're three for three, man. Hopefully, it splits off right here. Who's your I, four? I'd be willing to bet it does because um, 
I, I had a little bit of a tough time with four, but I went with somebody who I consider to be a very underrated legend. Oh, and I'm going with Cappy. Okay, thank you. We Give me Cappy. Give me Cappy. Mean handle, mean score, mean defender, can do it all. And again, similar to Coop, had a level of swagger where she would tell you about it. She would tell you about it. And I think, you know, sometimes she doesn't get the shine she deserved, whether it's because she played with so many other good talents, but you got to give Cappy her credit. I mean, she's, she's a legend on every stage. I mean, she was known in high school. She was known all the way up through the W. I mean, just everything she did. Like, I remember, I don't know if you remember this again. Do you remember the video of her and Sebastian Telfair hooping? Yeah. From, from like 2000, I think 2010 or 11. Yeah. Like, that was crazy. You know, you don't, you don't see a lot of, even now, you don't see a lot of, you don't see a lot of W and NBA hoopers hooping together. And she was out there like giving him the business too. Cause she was bad. Like she was bad. She was tough. Yeah. So I, I, I had Cappy because I think, you know, her highlights are phenomenal. She could do everything. And like I said, had, had that level of swagger and confidence and, you know, whatever you want in a player, she had it. And so to me, she she was on my list. She had to be my four seed. I um I'm not mad at that. I'm really not mad at that debate. Um if if people know me, know kind of the players that I trend to towards basketball, I love the bucket better getters who kind of get the ball in the mid-range, they get to their spots, they shoot over doubles, they shoot over everybody, they got footwork. And it's a player that I think that their peak, people don't really talk about a lot. Okay. So I'm rolling with Ed. I'm rolling with Elena Deladon. I like that. I like that. I'm rolling with Elena Deladon. Her 2019 year, for a one-year individual peak, I'm putting that peak up there against a lot of players in the W. I really am. Like, she was off she was a bucket she was 50 40 90 she was extremely efficient like all of her buckets were in the mid-range a ton of footwork jab steps turnarounds pivots shooting over doubles just so much fun if you ever are bored go back watch elena deladon 2019 that finals run (laughs) crazy Crazy, 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 crazy stuff. Uh, so I went with Ed. Okay. I like that choice. There's, You can't go wrong with Elena. You can't. We've talked about her before on the pod about how at her peak, in her prime, in her when she's healthy, because I, I don't think she's done, like if she comes back healthy. Um, unguardable. You can't, you can't guard her. Unguardable. I mean, she's 6'5", but moves like a guard, can handle the rock even more so than like a John Quill. Like she is incredibly close to what Candace does, but I would think, I think what Candace does as a playmaker translates more to her scoring ability and shooting over people like that first bucket she got coming back this season or this past season, like 
that's a shot not many players can make, and she's doing that her first shot back in the W. Like, it was it was tough. So I definitely, definitely don't have any issue with that choice. She actually, I'll just go ahead and admit, she was not in my um, – not my thought process as a one, um, but that's just me. It's not saying that that's a bad argument. It's not like you're out here claiming someone who's nowhere near. You know, you're claiming a two-time MVP champion, 50-40-90. Like, that's a good person to differ with. It is. It is. Um, all right. So now, like, our thing is. So let, let's talk about maybe a few snubs or a few. Yeah. People that yeah. were maybe arguably ones, maybe high end twos. Okay. Uh, I, think, who did, I think the first one that comes to mind has got to be DT. <laughs> got to be. I mean, honestly, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, got to be. Like, like, say what you want about Diana Sarazi. I've said a, plenty about Diana Sarazi. I'm not the biggest Diana Sarazi fan. Don't hate me. But she's a bucket. She's, she is super tough. Every player that's ever played against her or with her has talked about her ability. When she was gone, she was gone. Like even last year, when she dropped what thirty-seven, yep. And that I don't remember who they were playing, but like when she's rolling, she's rolling. Like, and she had the handle; she could score from anywhere on the court. Uh, the pull-up game was elite. Like, I I wouldn't have her as a one because I don't think she. I mean, she has the swagger for sure, but like, there's just a different element to it. But if we're doing this one through ten or something like that, I would say she's got to be six or seven so like top top two seed man i remember those playoffs against the seattle storm i think this was 2018 um i think it was game two i think she had 20 like i think she almost dropped a 30 ball and she had like almost 10 assists but she hit two little corner three balls back to back in a row uh to tie the score up twice and then to actually win and that always just sticks out with me. Like Diana is for everything that we can talk about for Diana Taurasi, stone cold killer, just a killer. She yeah. had she had that in her veins. Like the ice was absolutely there. She was she was really special, man. Who else do we got? Who else? Uh, you you give somebody. I will. I will. A person that I think that might be kind of sneaky that I'm just a really, really big fan of, Simone Augustus. That's a that was definitely one of my second, definitely one of my second. She's a two seed for me. Cause when we talk about that Minnesota Lynx, I feel like she's kind of forgotten. She will cross anybody over, pull up, stop on a dime, hit a jump shot, and you just kind of have to be like, oh, that was tough. Like yep. that's nice. Uh so yeah, Simone Augustus. Yeah, Simone Simone was uh one I had to had to cut from my top four. I moved her down into a two seed, but incredibly underrated. There's a reason W Twitter rose up for Simone when she retired because the W and some of the media wasn't really showing her love. There and rightfully so. I mean, she's now an assistant coach. Um it was she was a special career from the from the word go. I, I listened to her on, I think it was Knuckleheads, talking about just her entire upbringing and 
she said that when she was growing up dribbling a ball, she would gr- dribble like on dirt and like gravel. And that's how her handle got tight because the ball would hit, you know, you have to keep keep it tight. And so, you know, I thought it was a cool story. And you could definitely see that in her game because she she had a mean handle, mean pull up, just could do it all. Very, very crafty, very crafty score. Simone Augustus was, in my opinion. I think that's a good word to describe her. Yeah, she was, especially like in that kind of mid-range area. You couldn't stop her. Yeah. Just could not do it at all. Yeah. Um, that, that that elbow pull up was tough. Boy. You couldn't that was special, man. Like she just stops on a dime. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. She 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 could do it all on that basketball court. Anywhere on the court. Deep threes, get to the rack, mid range. Like, we say that for a lot of people, but Simone Augustus was a very gifted scorer and ball handler, and that makes for great highlights. Exactly. Like, plus she also has the championships, right? So it's like, if you want to just, you can't really throw, like, the empty stats kind of thing at her because she won. So Simone Augustus' name absolutely deserves to be brought up uh, in an honorable mention. Uh, Who you got? Let's both win one more each. So I mean we've talked we've talked about a lot of guards. So I just kind of want to give a, a shout out to a big, one of my favorite bigs to watch, and one of the only W players to win three MVPs. I got to give a shout out to Lisa Leslie. I don't I don't know if she would be a two seed necessarily, but I do think she would be a high seed. Um, I I've just always enjoyed watching her. Uh, mostly highlights, she was out of the W before I got into it heavily, but I had her, I think, sixth all-time when we did top 25. OG Sparks legend. I'm a little biased towards Sparks, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I think Lisa has has plenty. She had the first dunk. Obviously, that goes a long way, but you look at somebody playing two-way ball, offense, defense, she could do it all, hitting mid-range jumpers like it's nothing, just – Maybe not the most spectacular ankle breakers or anything like that, but when you want to see some some post play and just OG play, like I gotta give a shout out to Lisa. Yeah. Uh since we're going late air propaganda, not really propaganda, because he's absolutely deserving of everything. I'll I'll go a little Seattle Storm propaganda and not probably where you think I'm going. I'm gonna go Lauren Jackson. Okay. Uh, Let's throw some love to some bigs. Uh, Lauren was a three-time MVP, finals MVP, 10th all-time in scoring, fifth in blocks, three-time scoring champ, defensive player of the year, seven-time all-WNBA first team, five-time all-defensive team. She, she really, once again, had no flaws in her game. She could do anything as a big. She also was like kind of one of those first OG kind of stretch bigs who could hit some jump shots from the perimeter as well. Yes. And some pick and pop stuff. Tough. Like very, very, very tough player to to kind of see. Uh especially in her prime. Like I was a Storm fan way after she she retired. Uh so I kind of have to go back and do the research. But like she's honestly basically like if if Squee was a better defender. Like that's Lauren Jackson. Yeah. And I I, I think 
LJ in some people's eyes is the GOAT or has a case to be a GOAT. And also kind of like what I said about Candace earlier, she has, in, in some people's eyes, I, I don't necessarily agree with this. I think she's still in that second tier, which is still very good. Uh, but some people say she's one of the most talented players, if not the most talented player to ever touch a ball. For a lot of the reasons you just said, I mean, doing things that bigs weren't doing kind of ahead of her time, particularly as a shooter and as a scorer. And then, like like you mentioned, it's very important in all of this, even though it's not always necessarily for highlight purposes, but for analysis purpose. Defense is part of the game, and she was she was a very, very good defender as well in the post, and Defensive Player of the Year reflects that. So so I, ha- I do have one follow-up question for you. What's up? If you were to make a highlight tape for, say, a non-superstar, like if you were making one for you personally, just a player that you really like to watch that's not a superstar, and it, it and for for – Thought process purposes, we'll do a, a player in the league now, make it a little easier, less things think about. Who would you pick and why? Who's not a superstar? Not a superstar. So, you know, not not Jewel, not Sue, not Stewie. You know, like some – I went to your storm because that's your team, and I figured you may be leaning one of them. But, but yeah, who um, you got? Not a, super, not a superstar. I can make a highlight tape for anybody. Oh, that's actually – never mind. That's easy. Kelsey Mitchell. Okay, yeah, I I could I can get you that that I can give you that because while I see Kelsey Mitchell as one of the better scores in the league, she's stuck in Indiana, so I think she gets not a, not a superstar, definitely not, not a superstar. Not. I would agree with that, definitely. I think she's one of the players who gets the good stats, empty stats kind of argument because she's playing for Indiana, right? Like a lot of people, I feel like say, all right, well, who else is there to score? It's the Indiana Fever. If she was on any good team, I promise you the same buckets she gets in Indiana. Uh, she's probably getting better buckets because you can't send the whole kitchen sink at her. Right. She, she's tough, man. Tight handle, hit jumpers from anywhere. She's got the step back. She's got the crossovers. She's got the pull-ups. Uh, she can shoot it from all three levels. She can get to the rim, mid-range, three-point line. And once again, might not be the best defender, but in highlights, and if you just want to see some people go for buckets, oh yeah, Kelsey Mitchell might be at the top of the list for me in the league. That's a good choice. Yeah, and she's lefty too. Lefties that, are that, also tough. There's something way, way more aesthetically pleasing about a lefty going off than a righty. Yes, yes, le- lefties. Lefties always, always add a different flair to it. What you got? So I actually have two that come to mind. I have two to come to mind, and they're kind of in different veins. Um, to to for an excitement standpoint, from a like from a man that's fun to watch standpoint, I gotta take my girl CB. She come out here and she'll she'll do it all in her own unique way. Also reminding you that she is here, she is back. You know she she gonna show out for you. Last year she bowed to the crowd. She was talking her talk, like, and I know you're going to say it, so go ahead and get your point out. But, but yeah, got to give a shout-out to my girl, CB. And then from a more, from a more, like, I almost say, like, coaching perspective, but from more like a – this is a player that's just everything right, in my opinion, and plays the game in a way that I like to watch the game play. I'd probably have to go with, like, Mo Billings. She sticks out to me as a player that every time I watch, I'm just like, 
She just does every little thing, whether it's a simple pick and roll, rebounding the ball, boxing out, like high energy player. And so this is not a hill from a highlight perspective. Like if I'm watching tape, like I love to see some fundamental ball here and there. Yeah, for, for me then if you're gonna go that route as well. Uh but yes, also shouts to C B, shouts to the Mich- men, uh shouts to Michigan, uh shouts to Detroit. Um we don't have a lot of W players in from Michigan. So whenever I can get one, I'll I'll find a way. Um, no, I can't even be mad at it. I'm all, I'm here for any C B propaganda. Uh shouts to Ariel Powers too, by the way. Another mitten mitten legend. If we're gonna go like the fundamental player, I find a, I think we find a way, or at least to me, I find a way to talk about Steph Dolson every single podcast. Uh, of course, of course. I think we are just our podcast. I think we're a pro Steph Dolson team in general. Very pro Steph. All four of us with me, you, uh, Corey, and of course Griss. But Steph also, she just does all the little things right, like whether she's setting nasty screens. Uh, she's making really good passes. She's finishing, setting, hitting some jump shots. Every single time I watch them play, just like, oh, here's Steph doing this very little thing that leads to this very big thing. Uh, so, yeah, Steph would be, like, kind of in the same Mel Billings lane for me as well. Yeah, and I think another player in that realm, just because that's a fun realm to kind of touch on, Izzy Harrison. Is he? Yeah. Super fundamentally sound. And I appreciate that about her. Um, if we're looking at defensive mix, let's do a defensive mixtape. Who, who you got on a defensive mixtape? Uh Nia Coffee. Oh, that's a good one. I like it. Nia Coffee. She made she I think she was a bouncing around the league, right? Trying to find her spot for a minute. But I think she found her spot as a rim protector in the league. Mm-hmm. she as a weak side rim protector you just see her come fly out of nowhere and just swat shots and it's like okay wow uh every single game she'll get a couple of them so me a coffee would be mine i like that give me uh britney sykes okay and then if we're going his if we're going historic give me elena beard okay if we're if we're probably going historic uh say what you want about her as a gm but let me get me uh, That's a good one. Let me get Tamika Catchings because she could guard some people for sure. For sure she could. So before we go, we said that we we're going to try to come up with our final four. But well, we agreed on three of the four. We agreed on three of the four. So we got Maya. We got Candace. We got Coop. So now we're we're debating between two people, Cappy or EDD. Uh, which which one do you think we should give our final spot to? I mean, there's a reason I chose Cappy, obviously. So I'm I'm a little biased towards that. Yeah. So I mean, there's reason. And I, I and I also think I, th- I also think like her guard play with whether it be crossovers and dribble moves will will serve a little better for her theoretical highlight tape but yeah i uh i definitely would agree with that but obviously you can make a strong case for either and it comes down to just that uh that personal bias that that personal decision so yeah i'm i'm with that 
I don't know, man. I just really, really like Ed. I, I still believe that if she had a couple more healthy years, instead of being like a borderline top 10 player, like she's a firm top five to seven player because she really is that talented. Like her peak for peak is really out of this world crazy. Yep. Uh, so I went with um, went with that. All right, that'll do it. Will it? Is there anything else to touch on? Uh, I don't know. Uh, what did you like about the uh, the Liz press release press conference? So, so a couple things that stuck out to me from the Liz press conference is that one, her and Derek Fisher obviously have really good chemistry. Um, she talked kind of like one of the trends I've noticed when players talk about Fisher is that he is very, there's a level of freedom to let them be themselves, themselves. Pardon me. That was very important, but let them be themselves on and off the court, which I think is good for players like Liz and Kennedy, especially um, given that they're usually very emotional, outspoken players. And she also spoke about, like, being friends with the locker room. Apparently, her and NECA and Shanae are really close. It was funny. She talked about they were planning a trip to go to Nigeria so she can learn more about her Nigerian heritage. I thought that was cool. Um, And she talked a lot about just how, from the moment she entered the W, she wanted to be in L.A. And it was very, very obvious that she wasn't just saying that. I mean, when they brought the jersey out to her like she got a little bit emotional it was like almost like she was about to cry um just beaming the whole time smiling and as someone who was a little hesitant about adding Liz to our team especially pre-Kennedy post-Kennedy I'm better just from a basketball perspective but pre-Kennedy I was hesitant I think it's a match made in basketball heaven I mean it just looks that way by all means so I'm I'm really looking forward to it and she's you know she's going to talk about how marketing and things are going to be good for her here and like there's a lot of off the court stuff that's really good and I think that will impact her on the court very positively and then I didn't get a chance to ask but some people are saying that the Sparks are the deepest team in the league Derek Fisher has shown has shown that um, he really wants to have a deep roster, and this is one that I think they're one of the few teams in the league that can go past like nine deep and still be good. And so, I think that it'll really work out well with Liz because I think she'll have teammates on the court all the time that she knows she can trust. Not saying that she just hasn't trusted teammates in the past, but in terms of transitioning to a new team and a new area and all those good things. Like, I think that'll help her tremendously. So overall, it was a very good media session. I was happy to be back out there for the first time, even though it's just virtual, uh, but happy to be in there. I I really like a lot of the media members that the Sparks have. A lot of them are really, really friendly and very nice. So I, I, I was vibing, just hanging out, but, it was good, and I think it'll be good. She's wearing number one. I have confirmed that. I'm trying to learn what Amanda's IB is going to do because Amanda's IB wore number one last year. 
Uh, and also Liz was listed as number eight on the website, but per my sources, I haven't seen this officially reported. I might've missed it. She didn't want to wear eight out of respect to delicious Muslim zones. That that's a pretty cool, a pretty cool little side note. Per Bailey Bulge, per Bailey Charania. Well, well, no, I, I, like I said, I missed the, the whole eight thing. Asked Eli what number she was wearing because there was a little bit of confusion, and he confirmed that it's one. So, okay, I, I'm going to give credit to my sources on this one. I, I don't want to take the blame for, or the credit That's from them. The, uh, I think that I think that wraps us up here. Keely, you got anything else? Oh, I was just gonna I was just gonna say uh, I really really liked hearing and and you quoted us from that um, press conference was Liz saying that even though she's a vet. She, she still needs to become a vet. Uh, and that's huge because that's always been like the one kind of, I don't want to say knock, but like maturity wise, you could tell that she had some growing up to do as a player, right? But now since she's getting up in the age, uh, she wants to, to learn how to actually kind of be that sage mentor. And I mean, you have NECA there. So it's like, who else better? Uh, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed hearing that as well. Um, yeah. But besides that, that is all we got this week for our Thursday show. We will be back next week. Be back next week, early in the week with the four of us. And then we'll have something else later in the week that's probably just the two of us. Yeah, that 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 is it. Just two of us, maybe two or three. Who knows? Yeah, um, it'll be some combination of Corey, Carissa, Akil, and I. Yeah. We'll keep you guessing. Uh, but that's all we got. Thanks for thanks for listening. Uh, appreciate y'all, and we will talk to you guys later. Yes, sir. Um.